Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Gino. I will be your host. This is a podcast that used to be called Heroish, but from here on out, this podcast is called Gino Knows Nothing. I, uh, I tried to record the first episode of this newly titled podcast a few days ago on Tuesday morning. I got about 20 minutes into it and uh, I just wasn't feeling it. Something didn't feel right. So I quit. I quit right in the middle of it and... Um, I said, you know what? I'm going to go to work. When I come home from work, I'll re-record it. And then on the way home from work, something very interesting happened. So uh, we'll talk about that today. This wasn't the tone I wanted for uh, <laughs> for the first episode, for any episode of the podcast. But hey, this is uh, something that happened a couple days ago. And uh, I thought, what the heck? I'll talk to you guys about it. And um, and yeah, try to work it out. Try to relive it. So um, everything's fine. I'm all right. But um Let's do it. So, uh, you might, if this is your first time listening, well, then you should catch yourself up on the other nine episodes if you want. If not, that's all right. Uh, but if you have been listening, you might have heard, um, back in January, I was driving to work one day and the engine on my good old Ford Explorer just blew up, like almost not even halfway to work. And, uh, I, I drive about an hour to work every day. I'm a radio host and, um, Although you'd never know it by how crappily I talk. But yeah, I'm actually, someone pays me to be on the radio. They don't pay me that good, but they pay me to be on the radio. And I actually talk on the radio. And when I do talk, people usually change a channel. And um, and everybody's happy at the end of the day. So uh, in January, I'm driving to work. The car uh, blows up. Not really. The, the engine blows on it. And I'm uh, stranded out on Route 13. A very long stretch of windy, hilly roads on the way to work. And, uh, you know, I get home, I get the car towed, and uh, I spend the next two months having to borrow uh, people's cars to get to work, saving up money on my radio salary to save up a used car. And every day, I'm looking, I'm looking on Craigslist and um, different car dealerships and uh, Facebook Marketplace. And uh, my credit isn't too good, so uh, I could not get a, a loan from the bank, so I had to just save up the money and get a crummy used car. And um, I was obsessed with it. Every waking moment for two months, I'm looking uh, everywhere online. Uh, and um, finally, after all that time, I see this Subaru. This is, um, you know, a little over a week ago. Um, I see a Subaru, it's like a 2004 Subaru, but I've heard that Subaru has lasted a long time. This has like 147,000 miles on it. I say, no, you know what? Let's jump on it now because I can't keep borrowing cars. Life can't keep going on like this. I've got to move on. And, uh, you know, if the Subaru gets me a year, then that's a year that I don't have to bug other people uh, for their cars. And, um, hey, you never know. Maybe that Subaru could get me across the country to LA. Maybe I can make a big move before this year is over. So I uh, went and looked at the Subaru, took it, and um, that was last Friday. So actually I'm recording this on a Friday. So a week ago today, I uh, went to the people's house. Wonderful people, very nice couple. And um, I took their car. I gave them money for it, <laughs> a couple thousand dollars, and uh, and drove off on Friday night. And then, um, the next day, the check engine light comes on. 
And uh, if you're if if you live in New York State, you know that you have to get the car inspected within ten days of getting a new car. And when you get the car inspected, no matter what good condition it's in, if the check engine light is on, they will not pass inspection. It's a huge problem. So, um, I'm like, this. Of course, of course, this would happen. Now I can't get the car inspected until we figure out what's going on with this light. We get it off, and um. Tuesday, I drive to work after recording um, a partial episode of this podcast and not liking it. I get to work, and Tuesday night, uh, I get in the car to leave work, start driving home, and um, I notice the check engine light went off. This is awesome. This is awesome. I better get this inspected uh, in the next day or so before that check engine light comes back on, and that's that. So I'm driving on the trek home. I um, always listen to podcasts. On my drive, I don't even know the last time I listened to music. So um, I'm listening to a podcast from a few years ago with Gary Shandling. Um, it's Pauly Shore interviewing Gary Shandling. So I don't know if you're familiar with Gary Shandling. He was a wonderful comedian um, in the 80s and 90s. He had a hit show on HBO called the uh, the Larry Sanders Show, which was the Precursor to all the shows we know today that are like the the Curb Your Enthusiasms, the Modern Family, where it's not your typical sitcom. Anyway, Gary Shandling, uh, he passed away a couple years ago, and he had all these diaries about his thoughts on life. And the wonderful director Judd Apatow put together a documentary uh, called The Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling, and it played on HBO. It's a four-hour long thing, but it's absolutely Amazing. The insight um, that was in Gary Shandling and his diaries. Uh, he had a very Buddhist, Zen way of looking at things. And it's, it would just, it really, people use this expression a lot, but I feel like when I watched it, it changed my life. It really started to um, change the way I thought about life. I started to keep a journal um, and uh, I started to look into more. I, I've been, in the past, I've looked into Buddhism, but I got into it more. I got a book called The uh, the Miracle of Mindfulness. And I said, yeah, I'm going to start getting into meditating. I'm going to start really focusing harder on uh, just being present in the moment. And uh, it was a great thing. So anyway, needless to say, I've watched everything I could on Gary Shandling. I've listened to every podcast he was on, read everything I could. Because uh, that's the way I get when I get really... You know, I get borderline obsessive when I actually find something that I relate to. And um, when Gary was actually alive, I wasn't I wasn't aware enough about him to appreciate him. I knew of him, but to be honest, he always seemed, from what I knew, he always seemed whiny and weird. And I think I never got his comedy. And uh, sometimes it's just the way it is. You don't appreciate something until uh, it's too late. Now I would give anything to shake that man's hand and, and learn something from him. So the point is, I've listened to every... Uh, podcast that I could find on him, and the last one left, I didn't want to listen to, uh, Pauly Shore. If you're familiar with Pauly Shore or not, eh, he's not the best interviewer. He, uh, in fact, is very rude, and he consistently cuts people off while they're talking, and, uh, he's not very deep, so I was reluctant to listen to it, but I said, yeah, you know what, let me, let me hear what's on this one. So I'm listening to the Pauly Shore Gary Shanling podcast on the way home. And, um, it's, it's kind of raining, snowing, and, um, 
which is perfect for almost May here in upstate New York. But yeah, it's, it's, it was like 30 degrees on Tuesday, snowy, rainy. I'm listening to, to Gary talk, and Gary gets to a part where he's talking about uh, Robin Williams, who obviously passed away. And Gary's contemplating how, at the time of him recording this podcast, I think he was 64, and how 64 is old for most stuff, but, you know, it's too young to die. And he's talking about death, and um, literally at that exact moment, as I'm driving, I realize I'm no longer in control of the car. I wasn't speeding, I had the cruise control on, I was going probably 59, 60. I never go over 60 because I'm scared to death of that road. (laughs) I always have the cruise control on. I always pass people that are looking on their phone, texting. It's a winding road. Um, I don't want to get a speeding ticket. So I'm very very conscious to to have the cruise control on and to to be very aware of everything. And um, I realize, nope, I'm sliding. I'm sliding. And I can't tell if if it's the slush on the road or if it's just my wheels locked up. And uh, I see people probably 50 yards ahead of me, uh, cars start to put on their brakes. I'm not sure if someone was going to turn or what, but I saw brake lights. I went to pump mine, nothing. The car wouldn't brake. And uh, I can't control the steering. I start to veer towards the left, which is going towards oncoming traffic. Um, So I see cars start to weave out of the way. Luckily, I didn't go too far over the line uh, into someone, head on into someone. But I, I turn the car to the right and try to get back in my lane. And this is going on. This is I'm going now. I'm not slowing down. It's 60 miles an hour. Once again, I see brake lights ahead of me. I'm thinking I'm going to go into the back of somebody. And I try to get over a little bit. And I am just whisked off the road. You would think that some sort of entity pulled me off the road. And I fly off the road to my right. I hit the grass, hit a ditch, and become airborne. I'm in the air, like you see in the Dukes of Hazards, for those of you old enough to remember that show, or for younger people, uh, GTA, the video game, any any movie where you see someone just become airborne, that's what I was. I was in the air, and as quick as it, as, quick as it was all happening the thoughts that are going through your brain as you're in the air, it's like it it happens so fast, but almost time slowed down. And I thought, this is it. This is it. I'm, I'm going to come out of this either mangled or or paralyzed, or maybe I'm not going to ever wake up from this. This is my last memory. And it's kind of hard to describe, but as I'm airborne, I start to come straight down, straight down into a ditch that has like a metal uh, sewer pipe sticking out of it. And boom, I went headfirst right into that. The airbags immediately deployed. Um, I let out quite a scream as I went into it. Uh, quite a warrior scream, as I remember. Um, and... I remember immediately having pain in my face and thinking my nose was broken. And uh, I could smell all the smoke from the, the both airboy bags they deployed, the passenger side and my side. And um, and the podcast stopped. I know that. I remember 
<laughs> I remember, oh, there's no more. I think, yeah, 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 there was no more. And um, anyway, I immediately jumped out of the car. As soon as I jumped out of the car, a car full of three women had pulled over. And one lady was coming towards me. She said, oh, my God, are you all right? And I said, I think so. I think so. I was hunched over. And I said, is my is my nose broken? In my head, there was just blood all over my face. And, and my nose was broken. And, um, and, and it wasn't. Everything was fine as far as no broken bone. I mean, we'll get into that in a second, how lucky I was. But so uh, I start to stumble towards her and, her and, and I'm very... Uh, very out of it, very shooken up, as one would be from that situation. And uh, I said, can you can you call 911? She said, yeah, we're calling 911 right now. And the other two ladies got out of the car. They were from West Virginia. They were just happened to be passing through. And then uh, they called. And then I said, wait, wait, maybe since I'm, since I'm okay, maybe you shouldn't call 911. Don't bug them. They said, no, you got to call 911. Everything's going to be all right. Someone's coming for you. And, um... And then I said, all right, thank you very much. And, and, and they said, all right, do, do you need us to stay? And then three other cars pulled over. And now people are getting out everywhere and um, coming towards me to see if I need any help, to see if anyone else is in the car. You're looking down at a car that's, you know, just d- demolished in the front and, and smoke coming out. And luckily, no, no one else was in the car. And uh, I saw some, some like teenagers drive by and kind of laugh. Which was cool, but hey, that's teenagers. And um, I said, I'm fine. Everyone can leave. Thank you very much. Actually got choked up from their kindness. And uh, the three ladies got in the car. And um, I was just kind of pacing around. And they didn't leave. Everyone else left. And uh, I'm just kind of standing there, just baffled at what happened and pacing around and shooken up. And uh, they got out of their car again. They said, come on, get in our car and wait. It's cold out here. And uh, got in their car for like a minute. Thanked them again. And then I see the uh, pickup truck come uh, with a volunteer firefighter in it. And uh, he jumps out and um, checks to see if I'm all right. And I said, you guys can go. So the three ladies left. Um, That man... Who I happen to know. Years ago when I was a bartender, his name is John May. Wonderful man. A heroic man. Uh, when I used to bartend at TGI Fridays, he used to come in all the time. So he was like, Gino, you alright? And then the next thing I know, cops started showing up. A fire truck. An ambulance. And uh, it was quite a chaotic scene. And um, they asked if I wanted to go to the hospital. I said, I, I think I'm alright, but I'm having trouble breathing in my chest. But I didn't know if it was from being worked up. Or uh, if, if it was from the airbag or steering wheel hitting me. Uh, which, by the no, no, the steering wheel didn't hit me. Thank God for airbags is all I can say. Um, It did hit me and it did hurt a little bit, a little bit. But compared to what could have happened, I mean, the airbag saved my life, quite frankly. Um, So they advised me I should go to the hospital and get checked out. They put me in the ambulance, took me to the hospital where I got in touch with... Uh, when I got to the hospital, I texted, uh, let my know my gr- my girlfriend know where I was. She, oddly enough, we only live a few minutes away from um, where where uh, the incident took place. So she heard the sirens go by and said, "When I heard the sirens, I got a bad feeling," and uh, almost like she knew. When she texted me before I left work, she said, "Drive p- safe, okay." And um, we always say that to each other, but for some reason, 
looking back on it almost, you know, feels different. Uh, side note, when I bought the car last Friday, I bought it on Friday the 13th. I'm not a superstitious person by any means, but I remember the night before saying, uh-oh, tomorrow's Friday the 13th. And, uh, and my girlfriend, Amanda, she looked at me and she said, uh, uh-oh, the car, right? Think there's going to be something wrong with the car? And I said, nah, it's just one of those fluky things. And that was the last we ever thought of it. And I'm not blaming it on Friday the 13th, but fact remains, there was something wrong with the car. Something in those wheels locked up, and um, and it could have been much worse. So they brought me to the hospital. Uh, my nose wasn't broken. I, you know, had a pain in my head. Had a pain in my wrist, in my legs, in my back, in my neck, and uh, still do. Um, they took, they did an EKG on my heart. They took x-rays on my heart. They said everything looked good. And uh, after a few hours, they sent me home. And um, and that's been it. Past few days, past three days, I've been home. Um, took some time off of work. Just because I've been in pain, and also I don't have a car to get there an hour away, and um, and just reflecting on things, and just um, just a much needed break, and uh, and that's where we're at. I can't help thinking how lucky I am, how grateful I am, how much I love everyone, and just how much worse it could have been. I mean, the airbags saved my life. The fact that it was a Subaru, even though the Subaru caused the accident, the fact that it was a Subaru and was built stronger, that helped save my life. Because if it, if what I did happened in another car, it would have folded up like an accordion. It would have been much worse. Much, much, much worse. I mean, I, I did a straight nosedive into, you know... A ditch with a metal pipe coming out of it. So, <clears throat> excuse me. It's just to reflect on that is is nuts. You know, people say all the time you had someone looking out for you, and um, even though initially when it all happened, I said, you know, thank God for airbags and guardian angels. I always wear this necklace with my mom's ring around it. Very. I say I'm not superstitious, but I wear that every single day to protect me. But, and it's a beautiful thing to think, but I don't know. I feel like it's kind of a Western, naive, selfish way to look at it that someone was looking out for me because, well, why isn't someone looking out for uh, starving children or war-torn countries where they're getting blown up or the person who does die in the car accident? So... Yeah, no one was looking out for me, although it's a nice thought. Um, But by the grace of something, I'm not paralyzed. I don't have broken bones, and I didn't die in that. And, well, you can't help to think, man, I just kind of got a second chance. So I should probably do something extraordinary with my life. And and that's where I'm at now. Um, when I started this podcast a couple months ago, it was all about saying, hey, we have a short time on this planet. Let's not get sidetracked from our dreams. 
Let's make something happen. Let's not waste time. And uh, and then the podcast slowly got into, you know, me talking about stuff in my life and being funny or trying to <laughs> make light of things, making fun of things in the news. And that's what I do every day on the radio. That's just kind of my personality. To do that right now seems a little weird. I think I needed to hear myself talk uh, this first episode to make fun of things. Don't get me wrong. I've made fun of the accident a lot the past few days and made jokes about it. Um, it's just in my nature, but, um, I don't know. There's a deeper tone to me now, just for right now, and, and, uh, I can't really explain it, but I'm just saying there's something deeper about life, and, uh, and that's what I'm exploring right now, is, is the one thing I do know for a fact, uh, experiencing people die um, experiencing a situation like this. These are the times where you seem to see life more clearly with all the bullshit away, with all the day and day, oh, I can't pay this bill, or, you know, so-and-so is annoying me at work, or whatever the, the useless stuff we waste our time with. This is when you see life clearly and you go, oh, it's literally all about love. And we only seem to see that fully in dire times when we're pressed with a situation like this and then it fades away. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. I call it the whole 9-11 thing where after 9-11, we all were woken up where we were like, oh my God, like, what are we doing? Let's all take care of each other. And then we thought that was the way it was going to be forever. And then, you know, after like a month or so, it, it went away. This will go away in me too. I know it. It's just you get back in the day and day ride of life. And you start to worry about dumb stuff again. Putting your effort into stupid places. Wasting your time. But this is what it's all about. Is love. When I was in the air, airborne, as I'm about to crash and I'm thinking... I'm never going to be the same when I crash into this. Like, my last thought was on my girlfriend and the people I love and just how that's what it's all about. Doing everything with love. (laughs) And to some people, this might sound really hokey right now, but it's the secret to everything. One day, we are all going to die. And in that moment, we're not going to regret... You know, having a better 401k. We're not going to regret, you know, just think about the stupid things you worry about. We're not going to regret, I wish I had a nicer car when I was alive. I wish that uh, I had an in-ground pool. All the things we're going to regret not loving our loved ones more and showing other people love and leaving a legacy of kindness And so that's what it's all about. But in the end, I know nothing. Gino knows nothing. If I've never proven that in my 30-something years on this life, I think think it's blatantly clear that I never know what I'm talking about. In this instance, I feel like I do, but forget about the ego. Forget about everything, wanting to be somebody. I just just want to... um, 
I don't know. I just want to get deeper with things. So moving on, this this podcast is going to get silly again. It's going to be me making fun of things. The tone could be completely back where it was in two weeks. But along the way, I want to also interview people. I want to hear their story. I want to, since I am completely aware that I do not know nothing, I do not know, I can't even talk straight. I don't know anything about life. I want to learn more. If there's someone that you think should be on the podcast, if they would, I'd love to talk to them. Maybe they know something about gardening. I don't know anything about gardening. Maybe they know something about space travel. Maybe they know something I should know because I literally know nothing. My whole life has been, you know, just trying to entertain people. And there's a whole world out there that I don't know anything about. I want to explore more. I want to travel more. I want to learn more. And um, and then make fun of the dumb stuff we do on the way. Because really, we do a lot of dumb stuff as humans. And I'm not going to let us forget that. So, trying to think if... Um, if there's anything else I want to say before we close this one out. Um, it's all about love. I'm sure there's more I want to say, but I'm winging this whole thing. Usually I have at least some notes in front of me. No, this is me, this is me being present in the moment. A Zen Buddhist monk would be proud of me. Gary Shandling would be proud of me. And um, yeah, also I have no car now. So, um, so, uh, you know, send a car my way if you have a car, um, subscribe to this, tell your friends about this. The tone will change. The tone will get better. I just had to get this one out of me. I'm excited moving forward, uh, what this podcast is going to bring, what life is going to bring. I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I haven't driven, uh, in a few days now. I'm going to have to next week, go back to borrowing a car and figuring things out. And I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't a little bit scared, maybe a lot scared, to drive on that highway again. For two years, I've been driving that highway five days a week. And um, it's a windy, hilly road. And I've always thought, oh man, one day I'm going to crash on this road. It's only a matter of time. This road scares the shit out of me. And it happened. And um, I don't know. I kind of wish I could just do the radio show from my house like I'm doing this because I, I don't, I don't really want to drive on that road anymore. I don't want to drive on any road. This summer I was going to see uh, the Hootie and the Blowfish reunion show in South Carolina. That's a long drive. Last time I did that drive, I didn't enjoy it one bit. I don't enjoy driving from here to New York City. I just want to live in a big city, New York or L.A., where I can just fly back and forth between those two cities fly into another city, and that's it. When you really think about it, driving fast on the highway, although it's become the norm, oops, it's become the norm, and it's like a normal thing we do, there's nothing normal about it at all. And you can argue with me about that all day, and I will win this argument, because I'm telling you, to get in a metal box with four tires on it, drive between 60 and 80 miles an hour, the way most people do on a highway. It's not normal. People crash in those things literally every single day and we keep doing it. All right, 30 miles an hour, 45 miles an hour. All right, okay. I mean, people still crash at those speeds, but I get it. But when you're on the highway and people are racing past you, these big trucks and cars, everybody trying to get somewhere, what are we doing? 
It's not normal. Uh, it's just, it's, it's whacked out. We literally are playing Russian roulette every day when we get in a car. I've always been scared of cars, never liked them, now I like them even less. But, what do I know, right? So, um, so that's that. I might tag on, uh, at the end of this podcast, the initial podcast that I started on Tuesday morning. So if you're just joining us, you'll get a feel for what the podcast usually is like. Me just mocking stuff in the news and talking about my life. I might add that on at the end here. Or I might just end it clean. We'll see what happens. I guess the only way to know is if you keep listening and uh, I start talking again, you'll know that is the podcast from Tuesday morning before the crash. Either way, I think I'm going to end it here for now. Be more present. Just at least for the next hour of your life. Don't scroll on Twitter or Facebook. Just kind of look around you. Be present in the moment. If you're with somebody... Look at them. Be fully present. Take them in. Take in your life. This is your life. And the very next thing you do, try to do it with love. If you leave right here and you go to a gas station, and you know, hold the door open for the next person behind you and smile at them. Do that in love. Or if you're buying a pack of gum, smile at that person and say, hey, thank you. Have a good day. Or if you're with your loved ones, you know, give them a nice big hug. Say you love them. Just for the next hour. See how good it feels. And that's it. I'm extremely grateful to be here. I'm grateful for anyone who's still listening a half hour into this. But yeah, this is a thing that happened. And um, and now we move on with the next chapter of life. We try to give it some meaning. We try to do good things. We try to be heroes of our own story, right? <laughs> That's what the theme has always been. Let's do it. I'm happy. Even though I sound very serious in tone, I'm happy. I love you all. Thank you for listening. And um, that's the end of Gino Knows Nothing for today. I'll talk to you very, very soon. Bye-bye.